If you're hearing talk on the Internet, you're listening to TalkZone.com. Wow. Thank you for that. TalkZone.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. If you'd like to call in, we're at 1-800-336-2225. We're talking today about what prison or prisons you find yourself in. In other words, what lessons issue ego karma <laughs> that you have, like a spouse, a business, a neighbor? What prison do you have, and how can we get through them? So there's a lot of people that have low self-worth. And let's say if you had low self-worth, here's some suggestions to work your way out of that paper sack that you're stuck in kind of thing. It's like our consciousness is stuck in a bag and we just can't see our way out. So you can start helping people who are thankful and that will reflect back to you, uh, uh, boy, thanks a lot for what you did for me. You can start c- contributing where it is helpful and that way, you know, just knowing that you've helped something, whether you get acknowledged or not, it, it goes into your bank of self-worth or uh, develop good and talent, a good talent, or improve somewhere. You develop a good talent that, that people like, or that is just really, uh, you know, happening. And people that do their talent or their gift, you'll notice that they glow more, they're happier. Something's really working, really right inside of themselves. Everything's jiving right. So if you find a talent, something that you're good at, and you know, not destructive, preferably then that builds, and if you can just sort of improve in every area of your life, it feeds back to you that you're somebody and that life wants you and embraces you. And also, uh, to overcome low self-worth, you need to be a good self-talker sometimes that when the same old uh, parent or brother or a bully in the school or whatever or whatever uh, tries to knock you down, you self-talk yourself in a con- in a constructive way of you being your best friend and getting your mind in a good place instead of you helping the negative situation get worse. So you, you fight it, you keep changing your mind, you keep getting a good attitude, you might find a friend to talk to, and you can work your way out of low self-worth to where that's history. We're talking again about areas that you have in your life that constantly torment you, irritate you. There's an inner torque all the time. You never or rarely have deep inner peace. And these are lessons that you're in, whether it be a disability, a deformity. You need to control others. You're a procrastinator. You have weight uh, or vanity issues. You never have enough money. You're lonely. You have jealousy or envy that's bothering you. A neighborhood that, you know, maybe not just a neighbor, but your neighborhood, but you find yourself in a neighborhood that you wish you weren't in. How's this for a horrible, jeez. How's this for a, for a horrible prison? There was, it hit the news the other day. This woman killed her husband in this sexual I don't know. I guess they call. I guess they called it a fantasy. But like I, one of the warp things people are doing oh sexually, because they don't have anything else they're doing with it life. It was so. I mean, this particular couple, the woman had tied the, his hands and feet behind him. He couldn't move. She stuffed something in his mouth, taped his mouth, taped his eyes, 
and then uh, put an ace bandage around his head, and she would leave him like this up to 20 hours. And this was some sexual thing they did, and he died. Suffocated, I imagine. You know... Hands, hands tied behind his back. Hands and, and, and feet. he's tied, oh, and his feet, so he can't yeah. do anything. Oh, awful. Now, you don't think that there's some horrible torque and torment going on for either of the, both of those people, her to even be able to do that to somebody, and him to need it to be done to him. I mean, how sick is this? These are the prisons we are. Folks, whatever prison you're in, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to have that hell in your life anymore. And nobody can get you out but you. This is in your hands. And you can choose today to say, okay, I'm going to stop having poverty be an issue. And you might say to me, okay, well, if I don't have enough money and I'm supposed to get out of this hell, then where do I go? And I go to faith, gratitude and faith. And you start accepting what you have and understanding that it's your lesson for whatever reasons and to come to peace with it and to just learn what the lesson is. So here's what it is. In any of these prisons that you may find yourself in, what part of you do you need to change so that after you change, that part of you becomes at peace and this particular situation, say poverty, it no longer bothers you? You come to a place where you accept where you're at you have gratitude for what you have, you come to peace with it, and you stop fighting it. What part of you do you need to change so that whatever it is that's irritating you, if it's your spouse, your stepchild, your bad neighbor, your bad car, what a part of you, if you changed it, you would suddenly go, okay, that's life. It's not a big deal anymore. You get up and you think about going to your job, and it no longer every morning you go, oh, God, I hate it. You don't do that anymore. The thing of it is, is being enlightened means that little to nothing activates you. You live in peace under all or most situations. And if you go out of peace, it isn't for very long. It's maybe for minutes, maybe for a few hours, and then that's it. You pull back in, or maybe a few days. But you don't do weeks and months and years and lifetimes anymore. You know, it's important to, wherever you are, accept yourself, love yourself, and keep working on it, and, and work your way to better places. I remember years ago in the, let's see, uh, early 80s, I had a client come, and he was hush-hush on the phone when he was making his uh, appointment with me, sort of strange. But he was going to drive 150 miles to get a session with me because, you know, he was embarrassed in his own town. And he came and he was just sort of strange. And we, I put him on the massage table and, and uh, we're starting to do this uh, soul healing thing to, to help him figure out how to have a better life. So he had, he had piercings all over his nipples, ears, nose, just all over the place. And... By the time I was done tuning into him and helping him love himself, by the way, the majority of the help that was given to him, and it was significant help, was helping him with his inner child who still carried the uh, whole pattern as if it was happening today. He was in the early 30s, 
that uh, his cruel father was still rejecting him. So he had these piercings and everything so that for him to get any sexual satisfaction, he had to go through certain levels of torment to get himself fulfilled sexually. So that's how twisted he was, and we worked on his inner child. I want you to know his inner child held the key to this. And when he left that first session, it was sort of shocking to me, and I was very saddened for a while. It took a while for me to get sad out of the sadness, which usually doesn't happen to me at all. But he had so many heavy layers of it that, you know, helping lift him off and helping readjust him, uh, it was loaded in, in my space. And it took a while, and, you know, just God bless that guy. What a tormenting prison that he was stuck in. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle expert, with sound answers with, to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Keith's over here saying, I got more, I got more. 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, if you want to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Go. Well, in case any of you have any of these kind of situations where you're, you're just stuck, and a lot of times your intimate or sexual relationship is most to do with your inner child. If you can go reconnect with your inner child, uh, have a conversation with him or her, and start reparenting them as if you were the parent that gave them what you always yearned for and didn't quite get sufficiently, and you can rebuild that relationship and the child over time can grow out of those patterns which subconsciously run your life a lot. I've seen numerous people that deal with their inner child and their intimate relationship changes immediately because it's usually reflecting that most of all. There's other things that change too, but that's one of the strongest. I, I just wanted to say on, <laughs> My turn. on, re, on, on gambling... Oh, that's uh, another one. People are stuck on gambling. I remember one time I was uh, at the clubs in Reno. This lady comes out. She had just gotten her paycheck. And it was gone. She has people, you know, needing her, and, and she doesn't have any extra money, needing her money. You know, she's not just taking care of herself. And she blew the whole paycheck. Yep. Right. Blew the whole paycheck. I knew this woman, and I knew her later. Um, you know, I got to know her more closely and she has a greed problem and so the greed gets stuck in gambling and can't let it go until you deal with the greed problem and wean yourself off that just as hard sometimes as getting yourself off of cigarettes well that was her task to do I don't know where she's at with it now here's some more prisons food and substance addictions Oh, my God, I can't even think about working until I've had my first cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, or, or uh, God, i got to have my cigarette or I can't do anything. Or, you know, I need my drugs. Uh, I need my uh, food, a particular fast food, junk food, sugar, shopping, Internet, sex. These are a lot of the heavier-duty addictions. Those things, I mean, those are total prisons. 
I mean, you every single day you've got thoughts about that you have to get that fix handled. You got to get to Starbucks. You got to. That's get, a prison. It is. It's a total prison. And you think you can't operate unless you've done that. That's what you think. That's what this addiction has you owned. You think you can't even operate unless you get whatever substance you need. You can't operate without it. It's got you totally buffooned, and you don't even know it. It's a total prison. Some other prisons. Well, look how many times people, um, they just feel so messed up. They don't have the right shoes. They don't have the right dress. Uh, they they don't look good enough. They're too their heavy. Their hair is too messy. Yeah, and they're stuck in their vanity. They're they're just stuck there, and it's uh, very inefficient, and it's it's just hard on the person. Or you need to be on a pedestal. Or you are selfish. You know any of these? What ends up happening is you must rely on others to provide you. Like you can't be on a pedestal by yourself. You got to have somebody put you up there. And as long as while you're up on a pedestal, then you're down on the pedestal with somebody else. It's a no-win situation. It doesn't ever. Always, it's a problem. All this stuff is always it's a problem until you start to shift you to make it so that you are in control of you. You know, our show is called Mastering Ourselves for a Reason. Uh-huh. Voila. You know, we're here to master ourselves. And as you master yourself, then these things become less important. They have less of a grip on you. They don't own you. You are not in their prison. You start experiencing peace more often. You know, if you even pick any one of these issues, one of these prisons, and get yourself out of it. If it's like cigarettes and you you stop them and you know it's going to take a little while but you're suddenly going to start to feel freed up. I remember I was in this huge control lesson. It was so ugly years ago. And you know, I was just I was just this fanatic controller. And so the guide said to me, you need to make a trip up to Portland. And, of course, for me to go to Portland meant that I let control of the environment I was in. Oh, my God. I was like, it was, I was, it was so, so debilitating that I found it was hard to breathe. It, I was just, it was like they had punched me in the, in the lungs and gut, you know. Mm. And, you know, this one ethereal guide uh, said to me, well... You have a choice. <laughs> the truth of it is I really didn't have a choice. I needed to make this trip. I needed to move forward in my lessons. But it was utterly disabling. But in the end, I made the decision and I made the trip. But here's what was very interesting. And this is why I bring this up. My prison at that, one of my prisons at that time was need to control. Well, by getting in the car and driving away from the environment I was in, Within about a half an hour, it struck me. <gasps> I'm not in control, and oh my God, how freeing is this? So the other side of it. Wow, huh? yeah. It was like, <laughs> well, there's nothing I can do, so I let it go. So you were in that prison. I was totally in that prison. <laughs> and within a half an hour, I realized what a prison I was in every day. Yeah. And I had no idea. And in that prison, I'm gripped, I'm tight, I'm fighting. I'm trying to I'm trying to make things go the way I want them to go. It certainly doesn't help your youth. It doesn't help anything. No. Your body's a mess. Yep. And getting out of there was like 
wow, I could breathe. And, you know, I'm sharing this with you folks because you need to understand that you're living in similar prisons. You're like gripped up, tied up, stressed up, trying to figure out how to get out of these prisons. And, you know, what you have to do is start to work on yourself. I needed to release control and a number of other things. But that was one of mine. And most people are in more than one prison at a time. And I want to remind you, your higher self has put you here, exactly here. These are exactly your lessons today. And visualizing yourself out of these problems is not the way to go. The way to go is affirmations, is to start working, finding the core issue, and then go to work on it. And guess what we're going to do next hour? find those core issues and go to work on them. We are going to do two things. We are going to work on energy vampires and how you can notice if you are that. And secondly, how to use affirmations to transform these prisons into well-being. And we've got just great affirmations and how to design your own coming up next hour. But we got more this hour. We'll finish up on this. After the break, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We sure appreciate being with us. And stay with us. we got more.